Hey everyone, this is Katie Wilson, art director at Pizza Today and producer slash sound engineer for The Hot Slice. Just a quick heads up before the episode starts. This was recorded during what we hope was the height of the COVID-19 crisis. So your local policies and regulations may have changed since this recording. Um, Please visit cdc.gov for more up-to-date information. And as always, you can visit pizzatoday.com for pizzeria-specific guidance during this time. Uh, We hope you're all out there staying safe, uh, staying pizza strong, and uh, we're all in this together. So thanks for listening. Welcome to The Hot Slice. I'm your host, Josh Cowan, creative director at Pizza Today. And I'm Denise Greer, executive editor at Pizza Today. Congrats, Denise. We have made it to episode two. This is pretty awesome. This is a big feat right here. Well, it's actually, you know, our first episode, of course, was just us talking about the hot slice. So this is our first real deal uh, episode with our good friend, Sammy Mandel. Yeah. And Sammy owns uh, Greenville Avenue Pizza Company, also known as Gapco. And that's what we're going to call it because Gapco is a lot easier to say. Uh, And it's in uh, Dallas, Texas. What a great chat we had with Sammy. I he's one of the he's definitely one of the most creative guys in the business always learn a lot every time we talk to him so it was really it was really good to just sit down with him for an hour and and uh uninterrupt it and and pick his brain yeah because i mean he he's so excited about every new adventure i mean he even talks about this COVID 19 uh um, about the new opportunities that that this can actually bring, so uh, you'll definitely want to take notes during uh, during this. So for you know for the audience out there who's not familiar with Sammy, uh, Denise, just give us a little quick bio on him. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing. The first time I met Sammy, he actually told me, and this was like five or six years ago. He's like, I'm going to be in your Hot 100. And sure enough, a couple years later, he made the list and he just continues to rise up that list. So uh, uh, he's a pretty amazing guy. His uh, his pizzeria, he has two locations in the Dallas area right now. Um, he's grown from, man, he started out when he was 23, I think. Right. He showed a photo. Yeah, he showed a photo of himself at the, uh, the keynote at Pizza Expo. And he looked, he was, he was a child back there washing dishes, you know, in his own place. And I'm just, I can't imagine being that young and starting a business like that. Yeah. He's, he's just come so far. I mean, yeah, he, he did the keynote last year at Expo. The year before that, he actually won our first young entrepreneur award and he just kind of blew the crowd away with, uh, with his ideas. Um, so he's, he's really an entrepreneur in the truest sense of the word. And so without any further ado, let's chat with Sammy Mandel. Let's jump into that hot slice. All right. So we are with, uh, Sammy Mandel. So Sammy, our lives are pretty different right now. So why don't you tell us what's been going on? Yeah. Yeah. Just tell us about what your, your, your past four weeks now. So how's it been going? It has been like I, like we were talking a little while ago, it has been uh, the last couple of weeks really stressful now that we're kind of past uh, to me that when it started every day was just really like a dream. Um, and I was just, you know, kind of in a state of, I don't know what you would call it, just a very surreal state yeah. feeling and, um, in the past two weeks, it's uh, just kind of been dealing and gripping with the fact that this is going to be with us for a little while and um, just trying to hold everything together. You know, um, I'm, a, I'm a big systems person and I like mm-hmm. things in a certain way. And uh, even though my dining room is closed, uh, I want everything to be the same way as far as the way, you know, the staff runs the show and the managers work and um getting people to uh, treat the restaurant the same way when it is not the same way has been an interesting challenge, but uh, we're getting a little bit better at it right now. And uh, I'm uh, just hoping that things can level out a little bit and hopefully this will get to some form of normalcy at some point soon. Yeah. You say you're a systems guy, what kind of systems uh, new systems have you, have you put in place? 
Sure. So, so for instance, you know, I mean, it's, uh, we're, we, we are fortunately, we're maintaining a pretty good level of being busy. Uh, we have an amazing customer base that is continuously, continuously supporting us. Um, but for instance, you know, like now that the, now that we've got this entire dining room that we can do whatever we want with, it's, it's easier for people to turn that into a prep space or, right. uh, you know, whatever it is they want to do. And in my eyes, it's, it's like, no, 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 no. We, we are going to run this the exact same way. We're going to do everything way. We're not going to yell. We're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to do any of these things just because we don't have customers in the building. We're going to try to do our best to keep it the same way. Cause as this, as this rolls back, I don't want to be breaking. Um, I don't want to be undoing new things that we've created. I want to habits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, so really just trying to keep everybody again, functioning as if it was business as usual. Um, as far as, you know, our sales and everything, like I said, our, our customers have really come out and they're supporting us in an unbelievable way, uh, during this, uh, crisis. And, uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've had people through one of the Uber third party platforms, uh, even donate money to us, uh, which was just, oh, wow. Uh, amazing uh, thing we've seen tips go up almost uh two to three times more than what uh they were yeah i'm a 40 to 50 percent tipper right now yeah, at least absolutely. Yeah. yeah it is it is uh it's definitely uh there's so many ups and downs happening every day that uh it's just uh it's just an interesting time to be in the restaurant business right now, now. um Sammy, I know that, you know, when we, we came out to visit you uh, a couple of years ago, I can't yeah. believe it's already been a couple of years ago. Uh, and, you know, we saw you at night and you had a line out the door and this was at midnight. And sure. so, you know, because you have that late night focus, you know, are you still seeing a late night traffic in a whole new way or has, 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 has your, have your hours shifted a lot since then? So, so again, kind of like going back to systems and, and habits, um, it was real important to me to not change the hours uh, because I just want our customers to know the same Gapco is still here right. uh, no matter what hour. And, um, you know, and then think about it. I mean, if I changed them and then this does end at some point, then it's kind of like, now we got to go back to it. Now we got to retrain our people and we have to retrain the guest. And, and, uh, so to me, I'm, I'm just going to weather this storm and, uh, uh, you know, keep it going. But, but at late night, I will say, I mean, sales are definitely not what they were. Um, uh, the majority of our time when guests are coming is right at dinner. Um, yeah. we're just yeah. a huge, push there. Lunch is pretty light. Dinner is pretty light. But, um, but again, enough people are coming out during dinner to where we are able to maintain and stabilize and keep running business as usual. Yeah. Now you're, you're a creative guy. I mean, you're always coming up with, I mean, you and your team are always coming up with, you know, innovative ways to present um, content and, and what you're doing, you know, how are you using that in this kind of time of crisis? How are you uh, presenting your, uh, your brand? Sure. I mean, we are, we're, we're posting more now than ever. Um, we know that everybody's at home on their computers. So now is the time to be doing it more than ever. Um, we're running a number of uh, little campaigns that we're doing, which creating those campaigns is giving us the ability to produce more content. Um, so, so, you know, I mean, really just trying to come up with ways we can help the community um, and then shining a spotlight on that. Um, that's giving us more material than what we normally would have. And, um, and I think right now that that is attributing to obviously our sales being what they are right now during the middle of this. And, and again, it, it just, it means a lot to us for our customers to see the content, respond to the content and then come out in the numbers they're coming out in. Yeah. Because I mean, like, you know, some restaurants are not open at this time, but you know, you being out there and, and on social all the time, it, they're in the for, it, they're, you're in the forefront of their mind at all times. So when they're thinking about pizza, they're going to be thinking about you guys. That, and that's what it's about staying top of mind. And how do we do that? every single day 
every single time somebody thinks about pizza. Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, you know, let's talk about your team because you know you you have such a tight knit crew, especially you know you've got your your pizza slayers. How how have you been able to kind of dig in during this time? You know, as far as crew wise. Sure. I mean, you know, so as far as staffing has gone, um, you know, we've, you know, we've had some meetings with the team, obviously, to address the issues that are going on. But a lot of what we've been really trying to focus on is, um, hey, everybody, you know, let's let's be appreciative that there hasn't been anyone laid off, that we all have a place to come to work to. We are in the hospitality business. It is our job to take care of our community. That is what we are here to do. And, um, and really just trying to get them to understand, especially in a time of crisis, that uh, people is how people seek food in a time of a crisis. And we're really trying to motivate our staff in ways of look at what the look at the good we're doing right now. And and also, and hey guys, look at the fact that you don't have to worry if you're going to have a job tomorrow or not. Um, I'd say right now to work at Gapco, um, it's it's a it's a good time because you do have job security, and we're doing what we're here to do every day, and that's take care of our guests and feed them. Uh, and so it's it, it's big and it's powerful, and we're hoping that through this, our staff creates a unique bond uh, through this process. Um, and we hope that really, we hope that this process allows us the ability to elevate some of our service levels and some of our, you know, our camaraderie. Uh, that's really how we're, we're really trying to look at this really bad situation and try to figure out as many optimistic ways we can look at this. And, and I will say that on the team level, um, that's where that's where it has to be optimistic because we need them to come in and feel safe and feel secure and feel like they are doing good. Um, but the beauty is they are. And uh, and again, our customers are reaching out and they're responding. Our customers are helping our staff stay motivated. Uh, our customers are getting so a lot of times with this contactless delivery you know, our drivers will text the customer, you know, hey, I'm on the way. Here's how the program works. And uh, customers will write back, like, thank you for working today. Um, they're coming in, and, you know, like they're tipping more. They're, they're doing they're so these- grateful. I mean, really, they are. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're sitting at home in quarantine all day and, uh, you know, eating, eating sandwiches. And then you see a, a, a pizza come. It's like, you know, it's, it's a bright shining star. I mean, so you're so grateful for that person to getting out in, in the world and delivering you that pizza. Exactly. How are you able to say thank you to them? Uh, right now, mainly right now, what we're doing is, you know, we're working on posting a lot of things through social, um, letting them know what we're doing. Um, that's really kind of our way. Uh, one of the things that we've recently done is, uh, allowed our guests to purchase package meals, um, on our website for, as a, for a donation. So, um, a great friend of ours wanted to donate a thousand dollars worth of food to, um, a local hospital. And we were like, yeah, not a problem. We'll give you a discount and we'll throw some, you know, brownies in there for just, just for, you know, dessert. And, um, when we thought of this, we were like, there's probably a lot of people that are wanting to give through food. And so what we did was we created a couple packages for around 200 to $250 for people to purchase a package as a donation. And, uh, then, you know, basically they place that order, we deliver it, we take photos of the whole thing, um, and then shoot that back to them and show them the good that they did. Oh, that's um, that's a really that's big, cool. impactful, really big, impactful um, thing that, that has happened. And so again, it just, it's more good uh, that is coming from our customers. It's good that our employees are getting to see and experience that. And we really do hope that this uh, experience brings the togetherness uh, within our own uh, culture that, uh, you know, just w wouldn't necessarily has happened this way without this disaster. 
I gotcha. Wow. Um, it's really hard. I know that, you know, you've been through so many business planning opportunities to, to in learning and uh, continuing your education as far as a business owner. Um, it, is it, are you able to plan for when we come out of this? Are you, or is it just day by day? You've got to just look at it. Um, you know, I am, I'm, I, I am looking at a lot of it day by day. Um, I think you have to at this point. I mean, we're yeah. still so new yeah. to this whole process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, it's any, anytime, you know, you start doing thinking of the future, mm-hmm. uh, especially if, you know, I'm a big networker. So when you start talking to people, um, there's, it, it's so divided, you know, you have a lot of people that are super negative, like this is, this is forever and it's only going to get worse. And then you talk to the positive ones and then they're like, Hey, we're going to get through this. It's going to be great. And, but the problem is, is that it's a lot of information and uh, to suck in and it very, it it definitely affects your emotions as a business owner. Yeah. You know, we have 60 employees that work for us. So my job is the, is the owner is to make sure that these 60 people are happy and employed and getting paychecks. That's my focus. And so what I'm trying to do is, is remain optimistic, but remain optimistic essentially on a daily level. Um, and in that way, cause if I, if, if, if I think too futuristic, um, I think that there's just so much unknown that it ends up being a waste of time and resources when you really got to zone in and focus on the now right. and say, what can we do to make sure today is good? And what can we do to make sure tomorrow is good? Because eventually something is going to change. And I would like to think that it's going to change for the better. Yeah. Um, the, the better meaning better than what it is right now. Right. And in and, and times like this right now, when in, when you crisis moments, you, you got to make your world as small as possible. And, as yes. in just like, hey, focus on what I can control at this very moment. Like all there's like, like you said, there's so much information coming in from everywhere, from every news source, from every from everybody with an opinion on social media. So you just have to make your world as small as possible, control what you can control and, you know, let everything else play out. Yep. Agreed. Um, you know, you were our first young entrepreneur, uh, award winner. Um, you know, how do you take that entrepreneurial spirit into, uh, this new reality? Um, yeah, that was, again, one of the, the greatest experiences I've had. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say that being, being an entrepreneur right now in this time um, is interesting because, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's kind of like you create and you, you grow. Um, and it's really hard right now because of the fact that there is so much uncertainty. Um, you know, there's always risk, especially, you know, being an entrepreneur every, you know, the moves you make are risky. Um, but now, uh, it's even riskier. (laughs) And, And so being an entrepreneur right now is, is very interesting. You know, we actually just signed an LOI, um, on a third location, literally three, order happens. Oh. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're still, we're baby stepping through it and, and we're trying to, you know, keep optimistic, you know, keep optimism and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're every day, you know, it's, it's racking my brains, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I have to, uh, you know, you, you want to grow, but, but you also want to be smart in the moment when, when, when you are taking risks, you know, you still are trying to be as smart as possible with it. And this is just a very hard thing to do. It's a very hard time. I think for an entrepreneur, um, I, I will say this, that speaking on the entrepreneurial level, um, disasters and crisis moments like this do present opportunities. Yeah. The, 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 the thing though is, is that those opportunities really won't start to show face for probably a little while. 
And where you have somebody like me who's real impatient, I'm, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go tomorrow. You're, it, it's like, well, we got to be a little bit, we got to be a little patient to see the opportunities that are going to come out of this. And and I, and I will definitely say that they are going to come out of this. You know, I, you know, I started this restaurant when I was, you know, 23, 24 years old, right before the recession. And uh, there were a lot of opportunities that I missed at that time. One, I was young, I didn't have enough money, and I didn't have a built, established brand. Um, now that I do have those things, as we come over this crisis, I think there will be opportunities for entrepreneurs like me to take advantage of that and hopefully grow our business in ways that we couldn't have prior to this. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, you know, the one thing as I talk to operators is it's kind of that it's a nice time of reflection as well to look back on where your business has been. And, you know, what are some of those home runs you've hit and successes that you've really, um, you know, been able to look at now and said and looked and said, yeah, man, we've we've come so far. I'll say probably the, you know, the, you know, I mean, obviously there's been, there's been a lot of successes, a lot of things that have happened, um, you know, with you guys pizza today, um, that we're so grateful for. Um, but I would say, you know, if I were to kind of like encapsulate what I am most proud about, um, it would be trying to make our restaurant as busy as possible every single day. (laughs) And, and you guys know this, I mean, you know, it was a, it was a goal of mine to get up on that hot 100 list and we've continued to grow on that. But I'll say that, you know, we made a couple decisions a couple years ago when third party came out, right? Cause there were a lot of places where it was like, well, why, why have your own delivery drivers now? And I looked at it and I was like, well, I don't want to become reliant on a third party company. I, you know, I do third party delivery, but I'm not a hundred percent reliant on them to get my food out the door. And in this crisis, that was obviously a very good decision. And, um, and I look for ways of utilizing our own drivers to do more in the future. But I will say though that, you know, that, that constant focus of increasing sales per unit and that has been hands down the biggest success, you know, in my, in my 1500 square foot restaurant, it employs 40 people. Um, People go, that's insane. Um, But when you look at the volume that we do, and you look at how many tickets we can knock out in one hour, it takes an army of people to make that happen. If my concept was not all about trying to maximize sales 24 seven, then this, then, then the crisis that we're in right now would be extremely excruciating, but because on a, Per unit level, we have pushed so hard to maximize sales. Um, we are able to deal with this crisis, and so I hope all that. I know that's you know. I, 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 no, but I, that that goes back to you being a systems guy, and I think that all comes down to systems. Am I correct? That you are correct. You know, it it it's when you do. I mean, there are times we do seventy six tickets an hour, right? I mean, uh, you know, yeah. you have to have it streamlined really good. <laughs> have it all well put together. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's, you know, you, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's not easy to do. Um, and there are people of course that, that will come in and go, man, it's like real crazy in here, but that is what it's about. If I can have somebody come in and start making pizza the minute they walk in and literally they never stop making pizza. Like that's my goal. And, and I think that right now with this crisis happening, thank God that was my goal. Um, because now what's happened is we've expanded um, our customer base so massively because we can handle so much 
that right now in this crisis, we have all those customers that we've been pushing to try to take care of over all these years, you know, being in business 13 years now, we have all these customers now and they're all coming out, they're all supporting. And if, if, it, if a couple of years ago, I hit a pretty good sale, you know, let's just say I hit a million bucks. There's a lot of owners that at that moment would have been like, cool, it's a success, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like this, no, I've, I've, I've still got people that can be busier. I've still got more mouths that I can feed. I still can do more. And so the fact that you can have one location and do a million dollars, well, it's like, well, how much more can I get it to do? You know, that's been the mindset uh, for many, many, many years. And that mindset is definitely paying off in this, in this time. It's like tenacity. You've just got that tenacity, <laughs> you know? Hey everyone, it's Katie, art director at Pizza Today, here to interrupt your podcast with a short commercial break. Your friends at Message on Hold are happy to introduce our voiceover IP service. Message on Hold Phones is our solution for phone service. If the internet goes down, it's no problem. You can still take online and phone orders. No busy signal ever. Professionally recorded, customized messaging for your business ensures that your customer gets the message that you want delivered to them every time. Save money and get new phones. Visit www.messageonholdservice.com phones. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Figuring out how to do delivery right can be a daunting task, especially when it comes to third-party platforms, in-house delivery, contactless solutions, and POS functionality. Fortunately, the innovators at PDQ have developed the Delivery Toolkit app, a convenient single source that can measurably enhance all aspects of delivery while saving time, effort, and costs. Rooted in metrics, the multi-integrated PDQ Delivery Toolkit is a must-have resource for your store. Learn why at pdqdt.com or call 877-968-6430. That's 877-968-6430. And now back to the slice. Where did it come from? <laughs> where, where did all this tenacity come from with you? Um, definitely being a perfectionist. Um, you know, it's it, they, they tell you, you know, so much in, in leadership that it is horrible to be a perfectionist <laughs> uh, because it's not realistic. And um, and I think that. Um, you know, we talked about the education piece. It's important to educate yourself, go out um, and talk with, uh, talk with other operators and experienced professionals. Um, because I will tell you that a lot of uh, where my tenacity comes from is just wanting to be the best, wanting to sell the most, um, and wanting to do it right 100% of the time. Um, the problem with that is, is that uh, that is very difficult for other people to be around and to work with. And uh, not everybody's wired that way. And what I, have, what I have tried to do over the course of the last couple of years is now that I know this about myself, that I have this insanely high level of perfection, uh, how do I, again, go back to my systems and work in things that allow me to push it as perfect as possible, yet be able to trust in the people and the systems to find some sort of relaxation? Um, I will tell you that it is. I have not succeeded at it yet, but I try every single day. And uh, luckily I have a lot of people that work around me that are very close uh, that kind of know that I'm wired the way that I'm wired. Well, and the, the biggest thing is that you know that, you know how you, how you act. So that, I mean, so being aware of that is, is, uh, is a whole lot of the issue and, you know, is, is a whole lot of the, uh, yeah, correct. I mean that, that be, being self-awareness, self-awareness is what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so I, I do work really hard on myself to, uh, to be understanding to those around me. Um, at the same time, I don't want to lose 
quality, uh, see systems break down. And I do everything in my power every day to hold that line. Um, and, and I mean that, I mean, that's the tenacity right there. And so it's, it's that obstacle that keeps me going every single day. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty powerful right there. It's, it's, it, it is big. I mean, it literally is, I, I deal with this on a day to day basis and, and I'm just very fortunate that I've got a great team of people around me that know that know that, you know, that they know me. And so, uh, you know, well, let's talk, let's talk about your team for a minute. Like, yeah. um, you know, when we were visiting you a couple of years ago, we went up to your, your offices. I was so impressed. I was like, this is like almost an ad agency and a restaurant at the same time. It's yeah. like, I was super impressed of how you had everything uh, laid out. So let's talk about your team and, and, and who you have surrounding you. Yeah. So my, uh, my team, it really started off with bringing on, you know, office admin, because as an owner, you know, when you, you start learning um, how to run a business, you know, I guess more efficiently, um, you learn that delegation is, it's a must. And uh, so luckily, you know, I was able to find a family friend that I could trust, um, Sina, uh, who works for me. And um, she came on and really removed a lot of the financial aspect off of my back. Um, so that was a big, um, but as, as time went on, I had a, you know, you guys know that I'm, I really dig into the creative space and I became, I I get very obsessed with the projects that I work on, you know, that, that comes the tenacity side of me. Um, and I really wanted to focus on getting who and who we are out to our customers. We're not just a pizza place. These are not just pizza makers. Um, We have to, you know, really bring our customers into our world. And how do we do that? To me, the answer was to have a creative director. And it was essentially bringing in a creative director that would essentially make many commercials of what my vision is, um, and, and of course that led me to finding Phil, um, and Phil, you know, again, high school friend. So another person that was tightly knit into my group and, um, you know, he came on board and we started off making content, making these visuals and getting it out there. And that was huge to me. And it relaxed that creative side of me. Cause it's like, okay, cool. Now I, you know, okay, now I've got my money side. I've got that figured out with the office admin. All right, cool. Now I've got my creative side. I've got that figured out. Um, And, you know, and then of course, as time went on, you know, I went on to hire um, obviously another office admin that that ended up being Caitlin, my wife's sister-in-law. I went on to hire um, kind of an upper level management. So I, I dabbled with doing like a director of operations. I currently don't have that role filled now, um, but it was beneficial to put people in a higher up role because I was trying to remove myself from the just the day to day management. Um and that part is very difficult when you're a hands-on owner. Um, <laughs> you can't let it go, huh? <laughs> God, it's so hard. It's so hard. Um, but, uh, you know, but, but again, so I learned a lot through that process. And uh, currently, I also brought on a catering manager. Um, this catering manager, so I've gone through, she's my third one. Um, and she actually ended up being... Um, uh, Oh my God, I can't, I can't think of what it is, but Cena's uh, daughter-in-law and uh, she has c- come in and really helped us facilitate our catering sales. And so that was another level to me, right? Like was again, right. It's all with, with all of these people. And, and I, and I want to say this, but with every single person that I bring on outside of the the office admins office admins obviously help me save money so that that there's a money aspect there but in the creative space and in the catering space those are about making money it is about using the creative space to obtain more customers through them having an understanding of what our vision is and an appreciation 
for who we are. And the catering aspect is obviously to go out and get large orders uh, prior to open or at open to help motivate us financially through the rest of the day. Um, and I, I firmly believe um, that they work, that they bring in more money. I mean, obviously the catering is a little bit easier to track, um, but it's all of these pieces that I needed to kind of build that team so that I could find a kind of just a safe place in my head to know, Hey, I've done everything that I can do up to now. And I think as time goes on, I'll probably add more team members to these spaces. Um, but, uh, but, but keep in mind that as you're adding these team members, it's, it's just an, an, it's an added expense and, and that's what you can't be afraid of. Um, so that's, I hope that. Yeah. And, um, you know, because it was one of the very few operations that we've seen that has, um, what I would call just a leadership team, you know, what kind of advice do you have for other operators that kind of want to go into that direction? Sure. Um, I would say that it is a it is a new challenge um, where as an as an operator, you find yourself managing a ground floor operation. Well, as soon as you start adding a, a, a leadership team outside of the store, well, now you've just given yourself another group of people to have to manage and look over. Um, you know, there have been times where I've been like, oh, I don't have to worry about managing them. They're, they're fine. But everybody needs a direction and everybody needs leadership. And it, when you do this, just know that it is another piece that you do have to manage and give time to. Um, I think that that's probably it, that's probably the biggest uh, thing I would say. That's pretty awesome. Um, now you, uh, you are big on trademarks. I, I just, I have to hit on this in this podcast because, um, it, it's something that I think that if, if you're going to put all the energy and effort into creating, um, something with your brand, then, then own it. Um, and so tell us a little bit about some of the trademarks that you have within your company. Cause it's not just one that you hold. No, no. So obviously, so we've, we, we obviously on Greenville Avenue Pizza Company, um, we have the uh, trademark on Pizza Slayer. Uh, we have a copyright on our song. Um, we have a utility patent on our holster. We have a uh, trademarked Slay Pizza, our slogan. Um, and I want to say there's one more in there. <laughs> um, but kind of going to my keynote, uh, you know, I talk about, you know, trademarks are kind of like stocks. You know, they're, they're, they're things that you that make your business more valuable as your business becomes more valuable. Um, to not have them on absolutely as many things as possible, I think is crazy. Uh, there is more I want to do. Um, it's just that, again, it, money and expense play a factor in everything. And, and it, it's always there. That expense is always there. Um, getting these things, you know, isn't the cheapest thing, but it's worth it a hundred percent. Um, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you have a brand that, you know, you, you've kind of like survived the, uh, I'm trying to think of what the, what the, a proof of proof of concept, right? As soon as you've kind of have that proof of concept, uh, protecting everything that you have created is very, very important. Oh, oh, that, that was what it was. And uh, we trademarked Pizza Crack, our oh, in-house yeah. pizza season. I've got a, oh, yeah. I've still got a thing at uh, Pizza Crack up in my up in my. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so yeah. So I mean, you know that that's that's you know again, it, it's it's invaluable. You have to do it, um, and it becomes more and more important the bigger and more successful you become. Yeah, we're gonna have to you, play your rap you. song. Uh, on our yeah, podcast. that should be our that should be our outro. Uh, the um, the, the pizza slayer. Let's talk about that for a second. That is probably my, uh, probably my favorite part of your business. Uh, the whole aura around the pizza slayer. If you don't mind just to kind of uh, dig into there and like, and how, how, 
how does that come up? How does that come about? And how does somebody become a pizza slayer? Sure. Um, why don't I say this, that I'll start with, um, so to become a pizza slayer, um, it typically takes a minimum of three months. Um, and some people are like, Oh, you know, why does it take three months? That's a long time. And, and I agree. It, it, it is a long time. We've tried to figure out ways of shortening it. Um, but some of it is we want to know, we want to know who the person is, you know, I mean, like, are they, are they here and gone? Are they, you know, who are they? Um, so there's, there's some proof in there, but essentially the goal is, is we, is we try to make somebody a pizza slayer is to get them to make a perfect Gapco pizza in a minute and a half. And again, I, I know there's people probably listening to this right now that are in the pizza world. Like what? That's so easy. Like, are you kidding me? But I think that's when you kind of have to see the system. And, 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 and it, it is literally about consistency and getting people, a team of people, to do everything the exact same way every single time. That is the challenge. That is what it takes to become a pizza slayer. And that is not easy to do. When, like you heard me say earlier, I mean, you, let's, let's let 76 tickets roll through in an hour, right? I mean, that's... That's, uh, you know, probably 200, uh, probably about 150 pizzas, I, I would estimate in there, that a team of roughly seven people are going to make. Um, and be in pretty good shape to even do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. They are, cardio. yeah, dude. I mean, they are, they are going, they are churning and burning, you know. I've, I've wore a Fitbit in this restaurant and let me tell you what, it's not hard to do 20,000 steps in a day. It's very wow. easy. Um, and, but what I'll say is that, you know, what, what I get from it and, and this is this, again, it comes back to the tenacity part. I am such a stickler for our system. Um, because to me, it is about a customer looking at the crew of slayers and watching them make identical pizzas the exact same way every single time. And I know that it's successful because sometimes I'll be behind the pizza line and a customer will say, whoa, you guys are making my OCD go crazy because you'll literally have everybody saucing the same way, cheesing the same way. We have obviously toppings that we do a specific way. It's all measured. It's all exact. And getting people to respect that takes time. So it takes three months to get people to, 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 to truly become a slayer. Um, again, that's pretty much the fastest right now. Uh, but once they become a slayer, uh, they get a chef coat. They get a leather holster outfitted with a pizza cutter. Josh didn't want to give his up when he put his on when we were at your restaurant. So. <laughs> I did not. I did not. <laughs> I, felt, I felt really powerful with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it is, man. I mean. You know, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes, you know, we've had guys where they work so hard to become a slayer that when they do become a slayer, you know, they're, they're like, well, what's next, you know, that is simple now. (laughs) And so that, and so, but that's, but for me, that's part of the beauty of the slayer because I'm a creative person. And to me, it's always about the next thing that that's a great challenge for me. What is the next thing after this person has you know, the holster, but time will tell. Um, so, so, but if I can finish this up with saying that you, you asked, you know, how, you know, how did we come up? Yeah, where with did the concept thing? come from? Yeah. I'm from, so the concept really came from being somebody that was, I, I had, I had invested many, many years into our food, into our systems, into our processes. Well, now it was time to kind of go beyond the food peep to the people, people define the food, because if you have somebody that's back there making pizza, that doesn't care, that's going to go through the food and the food will not be as good. So, um, if you have somebody that burns a pizza, what are they going to do? Are they going to throw it away or are they going to serve it? You know, I mean, in the end, it is a person that is making the decision of how good that food is going to be. And so I knew at a certain point, well, cool, it's great. We got great recipes. It's great that we can make a pizza the same way. But if 
we don't have people that are passionate, then none of this matters. Um, and so the Slayer, the creation of the Slayer was really to put a spotlight on the people that make the pizza. It was to make them larger than life. It was to glorify them. And through that glorification, the hope is, is that they take that status. Take the pride they, in it. Yeah, for sure. And they put it into the food. And that is why the Slayer was created. Um, it's really created to glorify them. And, 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 you know, and I still, we, it, it's, it's a daily struggle. It's hard to find passionate people, but this is one more tool in our toolkit that gets us closer than I know a lot of other places. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and that's what it's about. So I, I, I say that I, I'm, I'm happy that we've done it. It's, it's still a work in progress. It will always be a work in progress, but it's, it will evolve just as everything else does. And, um, uh, there was one more thing I was going to say on that. Uh, da, 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 da. I lost it, but, but the, the, the pizza slayer is and will, Oh yeah, that was what it is. It, it was also about bringing an experience and show to the restaurant. And I think that, you know, not every concept needs to have what I have here at Gapco. My concept is built about people walking into a specific environment with an open kitchen and getting an experience from that. If I'm talking to a pizza operator that is running a delivery to go only concept, well, there, where's the room for the experience? If the goal isn't to have the customer sit down for a period of time and absorb the experience, well, then this is a lot of time and energy to pump into trying to have all this creation. For me, it is about bringing people into our world, showing what we can do and giving them an experience. And the pizza slayer is that experience. So as we continue to grow, it is the evolution of that pizza slayer and how we will continue to put that pizza slayer as like the pinnacle of what we do and the showpiece. And that is what we want customers to come and see. And that's the great thing about it is not only is it a recruitment tool, but it's also an ambassadorship. Um, yeah. You know, it's an ambassador program where, you know, people are looking at that saying, oh my gosh, that is the coolest thing to, to see a pizza slayer, you know, a real life superhero just hanging out in the, in the shop, you know, doing, doing the work. That's exactly right. I mean, when I go out to, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, just an event that's offsite, uh, that's when you get people that are coming around like, dude, what are you wearing? Like, what is this? Well, I'm a pizza slayer, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. what? What is what? You know, people are like, that is so freaking cool. I mean, it's, a, it's someone looking for a job. If you look at restaurant A, that, you know, hey, I'm just an average employee there in our rest or your restaurant, or I could be a pizza slayer with it. Like they said, the status symbol. I mean, that's that's a that's a no brainer for somebody looking for a job. Exactly. Exactly. So it is that's the slayer in a nutshell. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, if you could give any parting words you know these are for our pizza tribe our pizza crew uh, our pizza community you know what uh what do you, what do you have to say to um all of our 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 folks out there um man you know i feel i you know i get this question and i feel like my answer always changes because every week and day especially right now every day is different um but I think I would say that there is so much, there's so much in our industry where the focus was scratch kitchen. And, you know, you've got to have, you've got to use the right ingredients. You've got to have the right partnerships. And, and I think that there is a lot of people coming into our industry that know that now. They, you know, are using Stanislaus tomatoes. They are using grande cheese. They, they understand the importance of using quality products from quality distributors. And 
I still, I, I feel though that there's so much more that we can do in relation to creativity inside of our restaurants. And, and I think that there's going to be a, there's going to be an interesting shift, obviously, after this COVID thing settles down, because I feel that people, if they're going to go out, they're going to want an experience. And if you are not focused on that creativity piece with inside of your restaurant, I think that you're doing yourself, uh, you're, you're, you're hurting your potential. Um, and so if I just had any advice, I would say, you know, you know, stick, stick to what the pros say, stick to what works, which quality works. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do that. That is a no brainer, but start to look into other aspects of your business of how you can challenge yourself to really, truly raise the bar in a different, in a different way. And I will tell you the one thing that always makes me that always pushes me to do something different is that one line that you hear all the time is do everything that your competitor is not doing. True. And it's that sentence that fuels my level of creativity. And, and I will also say that going into other pizza places, I, I had the of course, through Pizza Today to take Tony G's class. And I recently, I went to Chicago and um, uh, went and saw a lot of a lot of great operators out there and walking in and I don't consider these people competitors, I consider them friends. And but seeing seeing what they do in certain situations or their operation, it helps fuel ideas and creativity. And I think it's all of that that has made Gapco what it is. And I just challenge anyone that is just real hungry to make something different happen and go out and talk to other operators, see what they're doing. And if you're in your local market, see what your competition is not doing and do everything that they are not doing. And that will make your brand something so big that you will be very difficult to compete with. Wow. That's some really great parting words. <laughs> well, Sammy, thank you. Thank you for being yeah. our first guest on the hot slice. You made it easy for us, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> well, I talk a lot. so it's <laughs> We like that. Yes. All right. Thanks so much, Sammy. All right. Take care. All right, guys. Stay safe. Thanks for joining us this week on the hot slice. Special thanks to Sammy Mandel for talking with us. Next week, we sit down with Max Vallier of Pizza Lupo here in Louisville, Kentucky. Make sure to visit pizzatoday.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and rate us, review us, give us a share, tell a friend. That would help us out too. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.